Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. and conditions apply. See website for details. Jill Matson. She, le- she lectures throughout the United States sharing her ancient sounds and modern healing, taking followers on an exciting journey revealing the healing of the power of sound. She unveils secrets from ancient cultures as well as the latest findings of the modern scientific community, showing the incredible power and healing capabilities of sound. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Jill is a prolific yes. wild I'm sorry. widely oh. recognized. What well, you're a prolific, widely recognized award winning author musician and artist who has brought to the forefront her penetrating spiritually intense curiosity and has unleashed her 20-year extensive research of ancient and modern sound healing techniques that simply uplift and tickles our sleepy souls to awaken. When I first heard Jill's music, I could hardly wait to share it with my friends, for it was certainly an awesome gift for me to receive and an exciting gift for me to share with another. And Jill, you do this every waking hour of your day. Definitely exciting supporting others in this fashion. Well, Jill has produced and recorded numerous healing sound CDs utilizing her classical music training and sound healing techniques. I was just listening to them today. They're beautiful. It's really, Jill, it's really exciting for us to have you with us today and share with us all your wonderful gifts. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to um, change people's perspectives on how they view sound because it's so much more powerful than um, most people are aware of. And once we have knowledge of how to use it for benefits and how not to have someone else use us with it, um, our lives can be significantly better. Now, Jill, when you first began, I'm trying to think, what's the transition here, like your background and how you really got involved in all of this? Well, um, I've been a musician since I'm five and a passionate one. And I started on a spiritual journey, oh, maybe 25 years ago. And I'm also a geek. I love science and I love spirituality. And so I've read um, many science books and about sound. And also, at the same time, I took a quest throughout the earth, um, trying to hit almost every mystery school there is. And a mystery school would be the teachings of like a great avatar like Buddha or Jesus or um, other great um, spiritual beings. And it would be more their secret teachings, which you can find quite a bit on. And as I went on this spiritual quest, going across the globe and going across times, if I ever ran about something on sound and music, it like made the hair, my head stand on end, and I just wrote it down. And about 15 years later, I had 
you know, several feet, I mean, three or four feet of papers, of notes of how sound was used in ancient times to change anything and everything. And as I began to work with it and dovetail into science, I think we can pretty much say that it is so. And so I'm so excited to tell people all the ways that you can bless your life sound and music. Well, you really are, you're a four-time author, and I'm thinking this, you know, first of all, for me to listen to your music was like, wow, it, it was great to listen to, to relax. It was also a great background music so that I could feel relaxed throughout the day while I was working. And and yet, you know what, you didn't, you, sometimes just certain sounds will be just so repetitious that you're not willing to listen any longer, and your music is in that way. It is definitely, ah, I, it is so innovative that there's no way to become bored with the with the signature. I mean, it is incredible. And so maybe we need to go into some depth here a little further so people understand what you've done. I mean, it, it is so technical what you've done. I mean, it is unusual. It is just awesome. So kind of share... About okay. Okay, there's like two aspects of the music. One is very right-brained and the other is very left-brained. On the right-hand side, I would love to claim to be a genius for this music, but I think that's probably unfair. Um, Perhaps maybe I engage in a little cosmic plagiarism in that. Um, I hear the music, not not always, but many of, sometimes I'll just actually hear the music, not in my outer ears, but I hear it nonetheless, and then I copy it. That's what I meant by cosmic plagiarism. And then sometimes I think I'm writing it, and I'm using a very dreamy, right brain state. And then when I'm done, I'll look at music the way they did in antiquity, which was to convert it to numbers, and then find all kinds of sacred geometry and patterns in there. And I, I mean, I, I'd love to claim success for that, but, you know, I was just humming a little tune. And so I think I've been inspired, inspirited, somehow received help for the actual music. And then I'm very creative, too. Like um, one song I was working on, um, making it sound like trust. And I was thinking trust is a feeling deeper than anything. It's like a knowing. And I thought, what is a knowing, a feeling? And I thought of a heartbeat. So I take a heartbeat, and it's part of the symphony. And um, so I um, take the symphony on a heartbeat, and it's it's an integral part of the music, and it's just, I think, that's the trick. So there's that right brain kind of activity. And then on the left brain side... In ancient times, they did not select music for how it sounded. It was all mathematics, and they were doing sacred geometry. And they would look at nature, and they would look at the heavens, and they would see all these beautiful patterns. And Mother Nature is um, maybe not too creative in her 
numeric patterns. She she picks several numeric patterns and uses them in everything. And so they would copy these patterns, and then they would transpose them, these numbers. They would trans see the patterns, create a geometry from it and numbers, and then they would transpose that to music. And there's many ways you can do that. Um, some of the simple ones are like um, you could create the timing of a song, you know, like the first point is two minutes and the second one is one minute, so you create a ratio of two to one. Um, the other way is to count the cycles per second of pitches, which is really quite, I think, advanced for these civilizations that's 3,000 years before Christ, but that's what they were doing. And so then they're um, mimicking the heaven and earth in everything that they hear. And the idea is to advance their enlightenment and their consciousness, which they would call like um, body, mind, soul, so that they think proper, balanced, healthy thoughts, feel proper, balanced, healthy thoughts, and are healthy. And so in each one of my CDs, I have brought back one of these treasures, and I've added it into my music. And as I said before, I'm quite the geek. So I've read lots of physics, and the work of um, physicist Robert Becker and also um, the German scientist Pop, they have done research on how sounds travel through your body and found that it's far more than hearing. It's that your body is vibrations, and so you can intake sound vibrations in your skin, and it goes cell-to-cell transfers, and there's neurotransmitters. It's this huge world that seems to operate on numbers as expressed by frequencies in your body. And anyway... Um, Becker said, uh, the physicist, that the most impactful frequencies are not the ones you actually hear with your ears so much, but little tiny ones that you just discern that would go on cell-to-cell transfer. So I put all these healing codes and healing patterns. I had them made into tuning forks, since for the most part, all of them are not, they're in, they fall in between our piano keys, or the notes in our scales, so that I could make them accurate. And um, uh, they're just tiny little twinkling tones in the background. And judging from the comments I get, um, the people telling me about life-changing alterations or visions or or feelings or releases, da-da-da, um, I, I think it must work. So your so individual CDs, yes. so your, uh, your individual CDs, are they meant for a specific purpose, each one of them? Yes. Yes. Um, in the first two, which would be Paint Your Soul and Stardust, they're ancient techniques in raising your consciousness. Again, body, mind, soul. It's kind of softer energy coming like perhaps to you from down from your life stream. And I copied them. The techniques that I copied was that in the Fibonacci series of numbers, that's just the pattern nature uses in all over, you know, in the beehive and the star system in your body, in the seashell. And I converted that to tones. And just an aside, in all over the globe, every corner of the globe, for thousands of years, humanity always had a musical scale that was the Fibonacci series of numbers. So they were always tuning to Mother Earth. The first time we stopped was in the Renaissance, 
when the equal temperament scale came into being, and it came into being for practical and um, economical reasons. Anyway, we stopped listening to Earth at that time, and as soon as we did, the Industrial Revolution occurred. And, you know, with our industry, we plundered Earth because we, we disconnected. Anyway, in the Peter's Hall, I have this um, these wonderful Fibonacci spirals, if you will, in sound. And um, then I put in this ancient Solfeggio scale. And um, I've got a lot of information on this, so it's going to be hard to wrap it up in a minute or two. But just say, um, first found it in Egypt, used many other places, and it's an, it's almost like the exact opposite of the Fibonacci series of numbers. The Fibonacci series of numbers, in between each number, you if you um, divide them, you get phi, which is um, an, an unending number. And then in your Solfeggio tones, it's phi less. And it's this, wow, it's like this super pattern of numbers. Because they would apply um, an ancient art of converting the numbers into numerology, and it's just mind-boggling, this incredible pattern. The pattern of numbers in the Solfeggio tones is, um, boils down to patterns of numbers of 3, 6, and 9. And just for a little teaser, though, I don't know if we have all the information, but... Um, the famed and the mysterious scientists Tesla and Kepler both did incredible discoveries and they didn't tell mankind what they were and their stuff was ruined. But um, like Kepler, for example, did an engine. And when people saw it, I believe he got $5 million on the spot. And that's a couple hundred, maybe over 100 years ago. So that's a lot of money. Um, just wow. looking at his machine. And he says it's all based on the number patterns, musical patterns, of 3, 6, and 9. So anyway, that's in my Solfeggio. I mean, I might paint your soul CD. And then in the Stardust, another consciousness builder, Karen, lifting these great discoveries of antiquity. I'm I'm playing the stars. They were tuned to the heavens. Like kind of like taking an elevator up to God. Um, the idea is to be with heaven. So they're tuning to heaven by listening to the stars. And here's kind of like the na 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 the I don't know ET thing, you know. They were tuning to the actual sound of the planet and the revolution. I mean, its orbit. Excuse me. So I don't know how they found that, but they did. And um, and the idea also was that if you were in tune with the stars and astrology which is little energy, literally energy, um, and you can hear space sounds. That's what astrology would be. Little frequencies that come into Earth, um, by the time they get here, they're often below our hearing range. And um, they challenge us mentally, emotionally, and physically. So their idea was to tune with the stars. So when the challenges hit, they were kind of like already balanced. I think they were kind of like trying to take their negative astrology and make it like water off a duck's back. So that's two. And um, I don't know if you want me to go on. I could go on about the emotional. I have two CDs, the Flower, Healing Flower Symphonies. And I meditated for a while. And I I asked, um, you know, what would be the best for today to heal humanity? And I was told 
and working on the emotions because we've been taught to ignore our feelings, to be polite, be responsible, do all these other things, and then by the time people numb off all their desires and stuff, they um, they can't get in touch with their feelings anymore, and we become controllable and weak. So with the Healing Flower Symphonies, I I took off from the flower essences, and their idea was that each each flower radiates like a different feeling, like a rose is beautiful and a daisy cheerful. So ancient people, if they wanted to get out of depression, might consume daisies or daisy energy. And by putting the signature energy of cheerfulness, then, you know, they um, that's how they would approach a physical health issue, by the, looking at the emotions and balancing them. So I um, put the frequencies of the flowers and the flower essences, which is a frequency which you ingest. So it's the same as um, taking the vial of a flower essence. And then I um, I went to the Greeks, and they were really good at um, getting rid of your emotional crap. And it's kind of easy to think about it, like if you were really depressed, I don't know, at least for me, I'd, um, I don't know, feel sorry for myself, listen to sad music, go to a sad movie, cry my heart out. And so the negative energy that's in you um, will have resonance with the negative energy you're hearing. And so the negative, the sorrowful music kind of like shakes it and allows you to let it go. And so I, I put that element in my flowers. And I'm doing all the talking and oh, I'm telling you, like, it might be boring, but no, I do no, have more good. to talk about. <laughs> is that yeah, okay? Or should I go on? I, I, I'm kind of, yeah, I, I'm just shocked what you just said, though. It's interesting because you said that if you put negative, if you put a, a negative energy, it, releases the negative energy in that person. I thought, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, really, we're, and I confirmed that, too, because I was, I tested this music out at a nursing home for a year, and I played really, oh. well, I, I started playing happy stuff, and they were going to hit me with their canes, and uh, they wanted <laughs> sorrowful stuff, and particularly from when they were youth, and they didn't talk to me, they didn't move, this was a high-functioning group, and um, it was about maybe nine months into my performing, they finally started to talk to me, and I thought, oh, well, maybe they're warming up to me, but it wasn't, because by the next three months, they were all talking, they were all chatterboxes, and I'm thinking it took that amount of time of listening to live, and I play violin, and I can really make it, like, cry, so it took that personal um, expunging of sorrow. They had to go to the sorrow. They had to feel it. You know what? Like, here's one of my classic mistakes. I'll say, oh, that didn't bother me. And, well, yeah, it did. And I push it right into my subconscious. And next thing you know, I'm a little colder with someone because I don't want to get hurt. So the crap that I said, oh, it didn't bother me, um, I just stored this crap, this negative energy. And music will seek it out and take it out. 
in that music. My yes. flower symphony does do that. Um, I can feel it on the emotional, coming out of my emotional body. Now, if I'm not paying attention, I might not like the music for a second because I think that's a, a natural human reaction. But in a, just a second, but um, if I'm paying attention, I can feel when something's about ready to leave my body. And it kind of does like, um, doesn't clear, doesn't clear, doesn't clear, almost like a burp, and then it clears. So if you're feeling so that, kind of um, oh. like you want to cry or something, you can actually, mm-hmm. and that's part of mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. And oh. it's interesting, too, because, you know, we store more than the stuff that we're conscious of. Like I have released um, negative emotions that I don't use and, I, and I'm not conscious that are part of my being. And sometimes sorrow well up in me and I'm not, I don't have anything to be sad about. But I think through past lives, through genetics, through um, other people that are depressed around us, we just pick up a lot of negative stuff. And so you can expel it, and then then you can build a virtue, because a virtue is just a good emotion, a good habit. You just practice it. It's that simple. And then it's you, if it's a habit. So each, the positive part of each symphony is the feeling and the frequency of a virtue. You know, so with repeated listens, you... um, definitely make great leaps and bounds and improvement in your emotional energy. Yeah, It's like taking a shower. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I just have to tell you, when I was listening to the music, it was like, it was so beautiful. It was like I wanted to cry. I mean, it was just like going, oh, my gosh, it's just amazing. I just, I could hardly believe that I was, you know, music that had really touched me. I'm going, wow, that is just tremendous. Do some people listen to it in, in uh, bed as just before they go to sleep, or I well, mean, if you go to sleep, it's still okay. Think of it this way: you ingest sound. Like for example, if I were to play the frequency of niacin, um, your face would flush. You don't need to take that pill. Uh, we ingest sound. Sound waves in close proximity, they combine. They can't not. And it's just in small quantities. That's why we're not aware of it. But it's all the time. I mean, we're surrounded by sound. So it's kind of um, likened to if you run water over a rock, the water's not going to change the rock. But if you look at the Grand Canyon, you can see that water definitely will have the upper hand in the long run on that shape of that rock. And that's the way it is with sound. So um, the more we listen, the more we ingest. And so if we have it on when we're sleeping, actually that's a pretty pretty good way because you go into theta brain states and um, it makes you fairly receptive. But if it's on in the background, think of it while you're doing your stuff during the day, you're just ingesting little bits, but you're ingesting it all day long. If you pay attention to it and allow yourself to feel, then it's kind of like you get like a triple dose of it. So kind of like it reminds me of the story with Jesus in the Bible and he's walking along and some lady comes up and grabs the back of his cloak and she gets rid of some disease and he turns around and says, who did that? And she says, oh, me, me, me. And then he said, your faith made you well. He didn't say, "I, I cured you. 
you know, so he's saying that the recipient, recipient, oh God, am I my drunk or something? The recipient, sorry, of a miracle is part of the miracle. And I think that's valuable, too. Yeah, they have to be willing to receive. Yes, absolutely, and believe. And even if you don't believe, so, you can still receive a miracle, but it but it makes it easier to receive a miracle, which is just science. So we don't are, you, are, you, are you creating new CDs constantly, continuously? Well, I'm working on it. Um, I still have two more that I'd like to talk about. One okay. is D-Plays Beauty, and in that one, I'm working on the physical realm, since I kind of have like body, mind, soul. And in D-Plays Beauty, I thought of the the feeling of beauty. Like, you know, I know some people that are physically not attractive at all, but um, I think they're beautiful, and they seem beautiful when I look at their face or whatever, because I love them. And it, it influences my vision almost. So I have beautiful music on Deep Way Beauty, and then I put in um, frequencies that are associated with the muscles in your face and neck, and collagen and vitamins. Because again, you absorb sound. So you can absorb sounds that make you better. You can absorb sounds that make you sick. Anyway, so I put in collagen uh, and vitamins. And then this is my idea. Wow. For the muscles, I'm thinking that like if you have a muscle, and I'm just making this up, let's say it's 10 inches long, your age... Maybe it's eleven inches long. You kind of say eggs. Then um, it's it's now lower in pitch. Like a violin has a small string, high pitch. Cello has a big string, low pitch. So as it gets flat, um, we show the appearance of aging. So I put in the frequencies of short, young, healthy muscles. And um, you know, uh, with entrainment, you know, if you hear a sound and you keep ingesting it, it starts to overtake some of the other sounds. It's called resonance. It's called entrainment. And again, each listen, it just helps a little. Um, I've had some people who have emailed me who have put it on the background for weeks and um, have had great um, results. But I just kind of like to think of it like going to the spa, a listen. <laughs> Great. A mini uh, facelift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, know, you have to listen to it. And it it's um it also the the people that have written I because that's what I was expecting, but the people who wrote me talked about their skin improving all over their body because you know the collagen and the um the vitamins the So that was kinda cool. So you actually, so you actually put sounds of vitamins in there? Yes. Yes. So it does a, is that possible because of the number sequence and everything that you can go that way? Like uh, Yes. Um, okay. Like this is, again, I'm thinking here, but I, I believe that, like, let's say you eat a Twinkie. How does your body know that's a Twinkie or not broccoli? And um, I'm quite sure that it's because your body counts the cycles per second and uh, the rhythm in the, you know, the... Um, the sonic patterns of that food, which would mean that the language of the body's got to be math, universal language, expressed as frequencies. 
So when you play a frequency, like I said, of niacin, you don't have to take a pill to make your face flush. All you have to do is listen. And I think there's like a physical, like, you know, you can see the example. Mm-hmm. What about high blood pressure and that kind of thing? Is there well, okay, everything in the body is different. Like, um, it's really, quite frankly, easy to kill a virus or, let's say, a cancer or something negative. But when you're looking at something like high blood pressure, um, you would look at the process of what's creating the blood pressure. And I've been very honored to um, write the first um, book, complete book on Sherry Edwards, who's this unbelievable sound healer. And she has extraordinary hearing. Like I'm, she can hear little sounds coming out of your ears that they've now proven exist, and they use in hospitals for diagnosing babies and comatose people. So what happens is, is your body. I, I always like to think things in simple, maybe in simple, but anyway, I always like to think of little radio towers coming out my ears, and these little vibrations say, "Oh, you cut your toe," and then the rest of the body picks it up, and they know to, to start to clot that cut in my toe right away. And so she can walk past someone and hear that they have high blood pressure or hear that they have diabetes. And science has picked up on this and confirmed this. And because she could do that, she started to experiment with tones to undo your blood pressure and undo your headache or whatever. And she found them as well. So she's done this kind of science to convert her gift into software so that people can use her gift without her hearing. And what she's done is that she uses this little software thing. It's um, it's a program written by a man named Joseph Fourier quite a while ago, um, I think in the 40s or something. Anyway, just like if you have light and you break it into, light goes through a crystal and you can see a rainbow, which is a component, colors of white light. It's like that's what a fast Fourier transform is, the sound. We think our voice is one sound, but it's not. It's a combination of every vibration in our body. So if we cut our toe and we're in a lot of pain, oh, I start to talk, oh, I hurt my toe. Your voice changes because you just added that cut into your vibratory energy of your body. So anyway, she can break down your voice and see everything that's sounding off in your body, everything. And so then she can look up in like PubMed or some online site, see what causes um, high blood pressure. Often there's a little chemical formula. Then she can look for your sounds and see if you're in tune or out of tune, see what's causing it, because whatever's causing it's going to be out of tune. And um, the other thing is that she discovered that everything in your body affects everything else because they're all ways and they all interface. So if you stubbed your toe, it it's going to create um, uh, distorted sounds or something. It's It might affect other things. So you might even not feel well if it's bad enough. You might even feel like passing out or something. So it's going to affect other things. So she she can even look into your voice and say, yeah, you got blood pressure. And part of the problem is your digestion's not working. You're not, you know, digesting your eating but not digesting, I don't know, I'm making this up because I don't know, you know, da-da-da, nutrient, and and then she can give you that sound. It's really exciting. 
And I have a book on it called Secret Sounds. And in the book, I, I start out with Sherry's work, and it's it's not hard, but it's just so novel that for me anyway, again, maybe being simple, but for me, it's like when I keep getting these new ideas one after another after another, I almost feel like dizzy. And it's it's not that they're hard, it's just that it's new. So I thought it was easier to understand her stuff if you understood it, how she did, you know, discovery by discovery. So it's like the first part of the book. And then in the middle, I get into some science and verification and how sound travels through your body, um, color therapy, music and astrology, music and numbers, um, how sounds in the symphony, for example, might relate to your body, um, all kinds of stuff. And then in the third part of the book, um, I go into how do you use this bioacoustics. And um, so I go into how to use her tools. And then um, she has a lot of courses for more advanced stuff. And then I go into ancient mystery schools because this is my thing. And they used to elevate the enlightenment of their disciples by sharpening their listening, hearing, and speaking voices. So if somebody was angry, they would um, calm them down, not necessarily even by the content of their word, but it was the energy within their word. So I have a whole section at the end of the Secret Sounds book on using your voice. So anyway, that's the long and short of it. I mean, you can get very specific on something like blood pressure. And then if you wanted to do something simple, and maybe this would be good to talk about because then people are listening can come away with a free, cheap, easy gift. Um, (laughs) Your body absorbs sounds. And by doing a bunch of experiments, because with this Sherry's program, at free program at nanovoice.com, N-A-N-O-V-O-I-C-E, voice.com, or we might even be .org, but anyway, nanovoice.something. And um, you can download this free program. So what I did was I would sing this ancient technique called toning, and I would do my voice prints. And what I learned was that your body will seek out frequencies that it wants for healing, and it will ingest them. And I also believe that your body will release endomorphins when it hears what it wants, and that way, by releasing endomorphins, you're more apt to listen to it. So in other words, you hear a song you like, you say, oh, I like that, and you listen again and again and again. And then notice if you listen for a pile for three months, Maybe you don't like it anymore. That's because it's done its work, and now your body needs something else. So anyway, um, here's the ancient technique. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be kind of silly here now for a moment. Um, You make like a siren, like a fire siren, like, and you, you could do that slowly. You could do it many times. An average dose, if you would, would be 15 minutes. But by making a siren like that, you get every pitch. And then if your body is in need of something, something perhaps that's causing your blood pressure to be high, it starts to ingest the sounds it needs. It can't not. Because it's a wave, and it's right inside your body. So, again, me being so I like to think of it as a body smorgasbord. 
You know, it gets to pick what it wants. Yeah, I just got. You. And then I have one last CD um, called Cosmic Streams, and that um, since I went all over the globe, um, in that one I um, I took just every mystery school's technique for clearing their chakras, and I found seventeen. You know, they weren't the same; they were all different. So I just added them. So like one one set of disciples, let's say the Hindus, use rhythm patterns. Um, then another one uses vowels, another one uses pitches, another one uses crystals, which is a frequency. Another one uses um, fragrance, which is a frequency. So they use different things, and I just combined them all in this meditation, and then I sunk up with tones, like when you're imagining red for your root chakra, um, play in red. Because it's a frequency, so you could, so I'm kind of like amplifying your meditation with sound. And there's um so many. Oh, and also at my website, I give away some free samples. Uh, com. Bottom of the homepage, you can sign up for free samples, and you can. Um, go and listen to all kinds of videos and articles and um, listen to the music. There's clips on everything. Yeah, I was just listening to that this morning. It's wonderful. Oh, it is. Thank you. It is. Thank you. I, this is um, so tremendous. I, I, um, so have you written any books on this, or are you, are you just doing CDs, or what's taking place? Well, on my website, I have two books. I have The Secret Sounds I talked about earlier, and then I have a book called Ancient Sounds, Modern Healing, and that's, um, well, I was just um, trying to broaden people's horizons of sound healing because most people think, oh, gongs or bells, which are great, or tuning forks, but um, that's 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 just a little tiny piece of the pie. And so in that book, I go in um, very cheap and easy little ways to change your brain waves, think better, um, change your IQ, um, get healthy, go to sleep, get more energy, um, all kinds of things, kind of like a, I don't know, how-to, easy how-to book and to broaden people's ranges of using sound for different purposes. And then I have two books um, that will coming out, um, I'm hoping one in six months, but I've written them both. But I'm editing, and they're, they take a, it takes me forever to edit. But um, one where I go through sound throughout the ages, and I just look at sound from, um, you know, the Lemurians or the Atlanteans or the Babylonians, the Chinese, Greek, Egyptians. And they all use sound for, like, practical stuff, you know, like making the garden grow or moving building or um, in warfare for... Um, terrifying or hurting their enemies for health. Anyway, they, I, I go through all those cool things. And then the book after that um, that I've got written, but it'll be a while before I get it out, I'm just going into great detail on some of their things, like how to use words as a hermetic magic, as, as special words, as magic words, or um, a lot on the sulfigio tones, um, a lot of ancient techniques, they would use 
um, like a musical feng shui. They would have music that created the energy of the elements, in, which is just a way of categorizing en- energy in your body and tuning your body with that process. So I'm doing lots of stuff like that. And then also, if you sign up on my website at jillswingsoflight.com, at the bottom of the homepage and get the free sound healing MP3s, I do a sound healing newsletter that comes out every two weeks. And I have a ton of stuff on there. So oh, that's free. That sounds great. So let me give yeah. you the website again. It's Jill's. It's J-I-L-L-S. Wings of Light.com. Let me tell you. It's so much fun there. I can't, I'm listening to you about your book, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. it sounds like you play all the time in this stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is like... And doing that job you love, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah, we'll have to listen to the uh, one music that uh, increases our IQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. So in in your newsletter, do you actually send, uh, send out samples of uh, music within the newsletter? No. Um, the I have like a little program that doesn't allow me to do that. But um, oh. there's pretty much a sample of, um, there's three or four samples of every song on everything on my website. And free whole, I think there's like 30 minutes of free music at that place at the bottom of my homepage. Yeah. So that's okay. cool. It, it and then, you know, the ancient, I'm sorry, the ancient people, they use sound to develop psychic skills. Um, I mean, you could just go on and on about how you sound. Are you, I also, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you creating uh, CDs continuously then? Because I could just see, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to create create one to help people with, with their psychic powers. And so are you doing that type of thing? I am. I am. I'm a little overwhelmed because I bite off a little bit too much. And then when I bite off too much, I go out and bite off some more. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yes, I do. I do. I do. And um, I'm working on one now, how to use sound uh, to contact angels, masters, and guides. And I'm pretty far along on that one. Um, Sound can be used for anything. And it's just so exciting. So... um, I think it's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, because I work with flower essences, and I'm thinking uh, to put the flower essences, use flower essences along with your music would be double powerful. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because the music not only is the same as taking it, so it's double powerful, but I throw in catharsis. Because one of the things that I found very clearly in my nursing home thing, you know, if somebody's if somebody's like, let's say, really fearful, and you go along and play Yankee duty, hoping to make them feel courageous, it ain't going to work. You know, <laughs> if you've got a lot of crap, you've got to get rid of it. And I know it builds emotions, and the part where I'm building positive emotions, I think sounds gorgeous. Um, but the part where, you know, I'm clearing isn't as pretty, to put it lightly. And But I think that's the greater benefit because, um, at least for myself, I mean, I've been listening to them for years, and I'm I'm still clearing crap, which makes me think, oh, my gosh, what am I? But, uh, 
<laughs> you know, walking but, um, waste paper ba- waste basket. <laughs> you pass. <laughs> you pass. Yes. But I think yes. we pick we pick up stuff from other people too. Mhm. Well, yeah. Just, just you know, so, unveil yeah. these these secret ancient culture aspects. I mean, you must have done. A, I mean, you're into the research all the time, my dad. Yes, uh, you're looking at twenty, twenty-five years in, of of research, and I'm also um, quite a geek, and I'm a really good reader. I can read a textbook usually in a day and absorb it. I'm very good at learning, and the thing is that I also have a full spectrum of psychic skills, almost all of them, that I believe largely came from sound practices, from these little sound light machines that I have on my website, where you can train your brain waves. But you can't not do it to go into like a theta brainwave and then you make you do it so much that it's a habit. And when you're in theta brainwaves, when you're awake, that's when you're um, demonstrating psychic skills. So I have a full complement of psychic skills and science and music. So when I read this ancient stuff, I see it different than other people. Like, and some of the things would take me years. It's like I would read it and just feel kind of stupid, like, duh, you know, you read it and you don't get it. They all have those big words and it doesn't make any sense. And after a while, um, I think part of the problem was that they used words we have in our language, but they didn't mean the same thing. Like um, ancient Greeks have tetrachords, and our chord today is a bum, 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 the one, three, five pattern. And to them, they're always talking about chords, and it's four notes in a row, so, you know, it took me a while to get used to their language and their meanings. And also, I think if you're not a psychic and you read this stuff, you don't necessarily understand what they're doing. Like, I can read it and say, oh, there it is. That's why they're doing that. Whereas someone else without those skills misses that. And it's, it's so been divinely orchestrated, too. I mean, strangers come up and give me books. and I mean, I have all these little, fun little, miracle little situations. Like one time, you know, a big light about the size of a fist peered outside of my car window. You know, like I think in a Sleeping Beauty when they had the little fairies, the little colored lights. You know? <laughs> anyway, I follow the light, and there's my next book. So I, I think I've been given the information as as well as the music. Yeah, you know, and then just to, you you briefly touched upon um, looking with the stars, but the music of the movements of the stars are converted into sounds in your healing music as well. And it's like frequencies of frequencies of oxygen and nitrogen and. I, I mean, wow! How, how good is this? <laughs> Thank you. This is amazing. Thank you. And you know, astrology. I always used to think, oh, that's silly. But no, uh-uh-uh. You can buy the frequencies coming in from the stars of the day off of Motorola for like nine ninety nine. Those planets move. They make waves. You can get on NASA's websites. There's sounds out there in space. And those frequencies, when they're coming into Earth, we don't hear them because they're not in our hearing range. But you can measure them, they can document them, and you can, they challenge you. Like, remember I told you about you could 
um, use Sherry Edwards' um, nano voice to break your voice into component pitches. And if you're healthy, you have like an even amount of all pitches. So let's say you have lots of the pitch D but not of G. And so you're almost not feeling good because you've got too much D. If the pitch comes in from space, it's D, you're going to have a bad day. If the pitch comes in from space, it's G, <laughs> you're going to have a good day. Or, said differently, yeah. if the pitch that's associated with um, zinc comes in and you have a cold, you're going to have a good day. So it's not just astrology. It's just not um, stories. It's energy. And you can mess with it. So in, in the stardust, like you said, I did put the, um, I just thought of like an elemental tuning. So I put in the frequencies of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen just because they're in our bodies and they're also in stars. And I was so inspired by Jerry Mitchell's song when she talks about we are stardust. So I did that. And then um, I have the sounds of the planets in their orbits. Again, just copying from the ancients. You know what would be fun, and it has probably too over. This would probably be too overwhelming for you, but for you to work with an astrologer that did somebody's individual chart and what their purpose was, you know, they can find out what their purpose is from the chart, and then you could create a CD to uh, bring yeah. this energy into yes. their purpose. I'm, on the second book out, I'm writing a rather large chapter on all the ways to do this. Um, I was thinking since I have so much information of rather than like doing a school and teaching people a craft, just putting it all out there in books so that it can go further so other people can read the book and start the school um, because there's so many ways that you can do that and I, I, um, I just get spread so thin I don't want to be totally um, ineffective. But here's some um, for the astrology thing for those people who are listening that might be interested you might get on Yahoo groups and enter or ask to belong to Sound of the Stars. And what this guy does is really cool. He looks at good configurations. Like let's say there's a planet in the stars that says you're going to get less money or um, you know something good. You're going to meet someone and fall in love and it's going to be a good relationship. Then he looks at the stars and he calculates their pitches and many attributes of their sounds. And he puts it all in a, in, a, in a soundtrack, and you can buy it. Where do you do this? Um, well, where, where can I do this? Any, well, anybody yeah, can go to Sound of Stars Yahoo and do it. Um, I haven't done it yet, um, but as I just said, there's many ways to do it. There's just one, and it's already developed. So what is the name of the website again? Sound of Stars? Sound of Stars, yeah. It's in Yahoo Groups. Okay. And you can tell the guy, Don Adams, that I sent you. He's a genius. He's a wonderful person. Yeah, so you think of just about anything you want. You can, you can buy a, a soundtrack for it. Like if you uh, that like put energy? put uh, yeah yeah I was gonna say if you had vitamins that you knew you should take and you group them together then you could make a uh, sound on it that'd be wonderful yes you could yes you could 
Yes, you could. You could. There's nothing you really can't do. There's nothing you really can't do with sound. And I also think it's important that people understand the power of sound. Just like if we, just like I was saying before, you know, if we're always polite and nice and deny our own emotions, we become weak and we can be controlled because we haven't acknowledged and controlled our own emotions. We've just hid them from ourselves to appear good. It's the same with sound. As long as we think it's mere entertainment, we're weak because we can be controlled by sounds. And once we start to wake up and see the power of spiritual blessings, emotional health, mental blessings, and sound, then we have the promise to make sure that nobody's um, sending out waves to um, give us negative thoughts or make us sick. All that stuff can be done with sounds. A neat little um, correlating bit of information is sound can be used for agriculture. And I could give you, um, just showing how it affects a living being, um, Rudolf Steiner, who was a, a, an anthropologist, kind of cousin of uh, theosophy, which is a mystery school in England in the turn of the century. Anyway, he, he has like... Um, uh, he has this agricultural society where you can buy like broadcasts for your, you know, your crops to increase their growth, or a broadcast to get rid of a um, pest or um, a blight without polluting the environment. And there was a physicist, Joel Sternheimer, and he measured like amino acids in plants. And whenever you think of something like an amino acid, I always think of like a jellyfish. You know, they show pictures under the microscope. It looks like some blob breathing. Well, if you m measure how much that blob is breathing, you get its vibration and you can figure out its pitch. So once you figured out its its pitch, so then he came up with the pitches of all the amino acids which create a protein. When he put the pitches in the correct order, um, he found that most of the amino acids for plants create a beautiful melody and some were melodies that we already know. One was O solo mio. Yeah. I would suppose maybe the guy who wrote that song was near that plant and, you know, subconsciously picked up on it. But anyway, he found when he um, when he exposed plants to the sounds of their amino acids or the songs or the music of their amino acids, he was getting 250% plant growth. So if it does that for plants, you know, sound affects us too. Uh, what's Steiner's first name? Um, Joel. He um, he's from France. He went to Princeton. Um, Joel Sternheimer. Then there's an American guy. His name is Dan Carlson, C A R L S O N, and he did like a a little twist on that. He observed that plants don't absorb nutrients at the same rate all day. At dawn. They absorb them really well. And the rest of the day, they absorb very little. So I don't know what possessed him to do this, but he um, recorded bird sounds at dawn. So like let's say he's got a barley crop. He would figure out in different, you know, where it's grown. What are the early morning, morning bird songs? And then he takes them. And so now if let's say you have a tomato plant, you could buy a CD of the birds that chirp 
in the climates where tomatoes are grown, and then he'll give you a nutrient, you know, some type of, um, I don't know, grow and feed or something like that. And he's getting like 200% plant growth as well with the sounds of bird chirps because once the, the plant hears the sounds of dawn, they open up and receive and ingest nutrients. Oh. And his his company is called Sonic Bloom. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. Others. Yeah. So did some of the, you talked about some of the music coming from Egypt. Uh, did they create their music within the, uh, the temples or the, the pyramids? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not only did they create music within them, but the temples themselves were music. Remember, um, oh. like, um, we talked about numbers being everything. Um, numbers was music. All of their music could be reduced down um, to a pattern of numbers. And those same numbers were always used in the construction of the temples or the Gothic churches in the Renaissance or the Babylonians, or the Incas, they're all doing it. So Masonic, they would take... Uh, the Masonic Hall. Yeah. Yeah. They're all using um, beautiful, same thing. It's the Fibonacci, it's the Solfeggio, it's um, sacred geometry shapes converted to tones. When Goethe said that um, architecture was frozen music, he meant it literally. So... You know, one temple might be designed to clear your chakras as you walk through it. The energy does that. Another one might be designed to tune you to a certain star system. Another might be designed um, to tune you to Earth. Um, Then they would associate tones with gods. And so often a temple to a certain god is going to have frequencies associated with that. And in ancient times, they... um, the universe was alive and breathing. It wasn't a chemical thing with empty space in a blob called a planet. They always believed, like, you know, Gaia, who's a spirit and inhabits Earth, they always believed that things other than humans had souls or consciousness. And so they're believing that each star has a consciousness or a being, a collective energy that represents that planet or that star. And then they would analyze that star and come up with um, frequencies associated. For example, Venus, if you trace its path, I think it's in a three-year time, it creates five equidistance points that you could superimpose the star, a five-pointed star on it. And so Venus then would be associated with a five-pointed star. A five-pointed star is like a a machine that makes the interval of phi over and over and over again. Every every angle, every um, proportion in a five-pointed star makes phi, a certain irrational number that Mother Nature loves. So then the ancient people would associate yeah. phi and a star with the god. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. We only have about one minute, and I just wanted to let people know that you have um, a total wellness uh, through sound, free sound healing MP3s for amazing results, and they can go to your website at Jill's 
J like jump, J I L L S, wingsoflight.com. And um, check it out. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be so impressed. Um, I, You know, I, there is no word for how much we appreciate you coming with us today and sharing this awesome gift that you have. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a great hour. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 